0: Welcome back to Nick Tiffany's movie reviews coming at you online in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio format anywhere that you get your podcasts, and in video format on YouTube. Today we're going to be talking Dumb Money, which is directed by Craig Gillespie. Gillespie you might know from such hits as I, Tonya. he did Lars and the Real Girl, Million Dollar Arm, The Finest Hours, he did Cruella, he even helped do some of that Pam and Tommy on Hulu, He's a director who's kind of all over the place as far as style goes. There's one thing I think that connects a lot of his works, though, and some of that is just an unabashed approach to telling the truth or what he believes is the truth in their stories. And so, obviously, with I, Tonya, you're humanizing Tanya Harding. You're trying to understand and show people what she went through to why she got to where she was, how unabashed she was, So here's a story about, you know, COVID era, everybody's at home, people are finding new hobbies, people are trying to find connection wherever they can. You know, I was one of such people who started picking up multiple hobbies once COVID started. I started collecting. I was already collecting certain sneakers, Yeezys, Nikes, Jordans, you name it. And then I was going to be collecting whiskey. I was like, hey, I'm getting really into whiskey just as a fan of it on its own. And then trying to find certain rarer bottles, you know. I think a lot of people were finding creative ways to kind of kill their time as we waited to see what was going to happen in the world. And so back in 2020, the app Robinhood, which would let you buy and sell shares kind of via their third-party deals, a lot of people started getting into buying stocks. You know, whether that was having some of your pandemic money for everybody. Obviously, people put it to different uses. The government wanted you to get it back into the economy one way or another. Obviously, we're facing economic issues now as a result of COVID and shutting everything down. That's just the truth. It is what it is. Inflation is just absurd. But at this moment in time, back in 2020, there was this surge I, you know, I did not partake in this at the time, but I was certainly reading about it and seeing about it daily on the news, and that was GameStop. The video game company, somehow their stock is just freaking skyrocketing. Day after day after day, it's trading higher and higher and higher. And I thought, you know, I'm watching this and I'm feeling like, oh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what they know, or <laughs> what I don't know about GameStop. But that just kind of seems weird. I'm like, that's probably going to be a bubble. That'll burst at some point. Why are people just dumping money into this? And it's all because of this guy, Roaring Kitty. At least that was his screen name, both on live streams and Reddit. And Roaring Kitty, played by Paul Dano in this film, he was a banker, you know, where I worked at a bank. He's home at time during COVID. He's got a younger child. And he's kind of just lost their family, has lost a sister not too long, kind of before things get going. And so he really is kind of finding an outlet to come online, talk to people, whether it's five people, 10 people, whatever. You know, it's almost maybe therapeutic in his own way. But he would come online at the end of every day, once the market was closed, and he would tell you, hey, I think GameStop is a worthwhile stock. And you've got billion dollar hedge funds who have been shorting it because they think it's worthless because we're just trying to gobble up another corporation you know we think it's nothing and he's like i think they've severely undervalued it you know they're one of the few places that was actually open in malls or as far as storefronts go because you know they sell computer mice and keyboards and electronic equipment they got a grant or you know they were allowed to be a uh, essential working place and you know at the end of every day he kind of shows you his sheets he said hey this is how much i made today i put this much in nothing i'm telling you guys is illegal there's nothing insider here i'm also not a financial analyst i'm not a wall street guy so i'm not saying if you do this you're going to make this and he would always kind of disclaim that And, you know, he was just very genuine with it. He just kind of would come on and sort of do what I do sometimes. And obviously there's something he wants to talk about and he knows what he wants to say. But as the human condition goes, your personality starts to seep through. And what he found was so many people, young, old, and everywhere in between, were gravitating to what he was saying. Even if people are saying, dude, GameStop is busted. Nobody's buying physical games anymore. You're just going to download it at home. This is a horrible stock. Why would you put more than $1,000 into that? This is a horrible investment. You know, a lot of people are saying this. But there is something inside of us as humans and what we gravitate towards. And rather than listening to some Wall Street banker Or some guy who's a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, tell you, oh, it's a horrible stock. Here's what you really need to do, whatever. Because in a lot of cases, they do talk down to you. I think that's a pretty common thing that people feel in certain industries or certain areas where it's like, I mean, I couldn't tell you a lot about stocks. I know that personally. I wouldn't come on here and try to do that. But I also know when I'm being condescended and when people are talking to me like I'm an idiot. And... That's not what people are looking for. That's kind of what keeps people, I think, away from investments or certain things in general. It is, I'm going to feel stupid. You're going to make me feel like I'm inferior or that I don't belong in this home or that I don't deserve this loan for this car or that I don't deserve whatever it is. And so you've got this guy who's humble, who is honest, who's kind of dorky, but people are like, you know what? I like this guy. If he's in, I'm in. And then you've got Wall Street Bets was like this whole Reddit page where he would contribute to others would kind of contribute to and essentially they started tracking all of their GameStop progress and so almost overnight his videos are getting more and more views. He's getting all these people tuning in, getting on the Robinhood app, making these trades. And then they all start making a lot of money because they're all driving the price up. So all these billionaire hedge fund guys who've been shorting the stocks, hoping the GameStop would fail, now they're in a lot of trouble. And as that GameStop stock gets higher, they're going to lose millions and billions. And of course, these guys get in corporate bailouts and they have billionaire friends who oh, will just buy your company and absorb your debt and we'll just turn it into more for my conglomerate empire but this was such a unique situation where countrywide old and young the 99 percent are uniting to screw over the one percent who continually screw us over screw businesses over all to improve a bottom line, all to make a little extra more money, because once you've got a billion dollars, clearly you need more money. You know, don't even get me started there. But I think what this film really does so well is it kind of lights a fire under your ass or the audience's ass in the sense that it's like, this does kind of piss me off what these guys get away with. You know, it does piss me off how these guys just get bailouts after bailouts you know, we're going to buy this company. We're going to declare bankruptcy. We're going to shutter it, get rid of all the employees, absorb whatever worth that we need from there and we'll move on. And meanwhile, people are going out of a job. You've got neighborhoods, towns and cities that were dependent on certain jobs and areas and it doesn't matter. You know, we do not exist as anything more than a dollar sign for them. And I don't think that's like, a horribly off base thing to think i don't think that's unrealistic or like wow you've got a really negative outlook on the world i think that's just the reality you know when you've got one percent of people who own the majority of the wealth that's just saying something and as we know it is nearly impossible to pull yourself out of poverty that this is just a fact you know generational wealth is one thing but even to build and accumulate that takes so long so many decades and so this was this moment where the general people felt like hey you know I think the coolest part is not only am I making lots of money I'm learning from this guy I'm getting the I don't want to call it like a dummies book I mean I've read a lot of the dummies books for different programs and things but it was kind of like a hey I'm going to make it as easy as I can for you you're going to learn the basics you're going to know at least what these definitions are, how to talk about it, what to look for. And all of these people are getting this education for free, which I'm sure bankers, investors, Wall Street hated because if there's something worse than giving away something for free, it's giving away knowledge that's going to make you money. And you know, it's like these, they just want to keep everything to themselves. They don't want you to have this knowledge, or if they do, you're going to go pay 50 grand a year for it somewhere where it's just been blown up at school now. I mean, it's just insane. And so they're getting pissed off that all of these people are coming after them like it's some big surprise. And so, where this film I think works best is just highlighting that divide and showcasing all these different people all across the country, every kind of walk of life, every kind of job, people like you and me who were working. Some of them, I'm like, you know. I worked, you know, we were open during the pandemic for to-go orders at our bar and restaurant. You know, you go from working the bar and bartending and then it's like, okay, you know, maybe we'll get to do cocktails to-go like some other states at some point. But, you know, we're there four hours a day, bagging, handing out, waving bye to the people that we see all the time, our friends and family who come in and support our restaurant and our community. You've got healthcare workers who are just working beyond overtime, who are not getting the treatment they deserve on any level, pay-wise, respect-wise from people. And you just look at how many people are just going through it, especially, especially in COVID. How many people, this is just the most unprecedented thing that's ever happened. There's loss of life and families all around and People aren't able to go be with loved ones to say goodbye to them. There are moments that people missed that could never, ever be made up. And, you know, it's just, it's weird watching this movie. Everyone's wearing masks. It was almost like a weird, you know, you're like, this is like a throwback. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm back in 2020 now. I'm like, oh my gosh. And, you know, people are telling you to pull it up. Your boss is telling you to get it up over your nose And it's like, dude, I'm here working, I'm doing, you've got people who it's like, I'm just trying to survive. I'm here because I need to work. I'm here risking my health to do whatever because I don't have an option. I can't stay at home and work. I don't have that job. I don't have the education that this thing says it requires. I don't have the eight years of prior training that even though I have the degree, somehow they're like, well, you need all this experience, but you can only get that by having this entry-level job, which somehow you also need experience for. And I mean, it was just a mess. It was just a messy time. And so all of this was almost kind of like this light in the tunnel. It was like, it was crazy to see how many people united in this same cause and crusade. And just the coolest thing was, you know, the more money we make, obviously the more tempted you are to take it out, cash in and get your money but it was like solidarity online and across this network of people who were like no if he doesn't sell i'm not selling and it almost wasn't about the money you know it was like win lose whatever we're sticking it to them and we're going to make an impact and you know it was interesting cuz you've got some kids who were in college at the time too and so obviously i can see why whether it was tiktok When you're in college and you're getting this education and you learn, wow, maybe things aren't all rainbows and sunshine in our country like we thought. And you're learning about how screwed up certain systems are. Obviously, there is all of that where I'm sure, like, no duh, these kids got on board. And we're like, yeah, we're going to stick it to the man. But even more impressive across all these deals too is just like, you know, you're taking on $150,000 in student loan. I could pay that off today or I could stick in solidarity with these guys and continue to stick it to the big man. And that's, that's pretty freaking admirable if I may say so myself. And so watching this movie was more so, it wasn't the education that you get from the big short, which, you know, really walked an interesting line back when that came out, whether it was, you know, it's spectacle, it's satire, Sometimes it's really depressing drama. And then to talk to you about stocks and bonds is Margot Robbie in a bathtub, you know? And you're like, oh, wow, you know, break it down for me, Margot. This film was not necessarily interested in doing that. You kind of get the the basics because, again, doing everything on Robin Hood and the way that people were trading was kind of basic. You're not having to go through different networks or you're not having to go through different websites, making sure you're filing before a certain time getting in touch with someone to sell your things. It was like, no, I can just, I'm on my phone. Let me put in the number and I'll swipe up. Cool. I just submitted $1,000 for shares. Awesome. And so this movie does take a pretty simplistic, not simplistic approach to it, but it's far less concerned with getting into the nitty gritty of those details than it is showing you. These are the people with everything to lose who are risking it all just to screw these guys who have everything and think it's just fun to acquire more and more and really think it's fun to take money, dumb money, from people like you and me, who maybe they think don't know any better. And it's like, hey, free money, I'll take your thousand bucks. I'll bet against this company. You know, what's 50 grand more? We need a hot tub for the hot tub. You know, we need a jacuzzi inside the hot tub. So... I'll throw another million in that short it whatever and it's just I mean I saw it with a packed crowd which is pretty cool and it was a pretty diverse crowd both in age ethnicity everything and it killed people loved it it was funny informative enough and it just really I don't know to me it just spoke in the sense that I can explain or I feel like I can explain the unexplainable here you know Wall Street all these people are scratching their heads they're like how did this happen? How could so many people back this goofball who doesn't know anything? And the answer, I think, is clear as day. We don't want to listen to you guys. We don't want advice from you. We, I, we don't care about us. So we're going to stick with someone who does. We're going to stick with someone who's got as much to lose or as much to gain as we do. And that's, I think, the essence of this movie. I think, you know, it's, I don't think it's a perfect film, I think there's a little, you know, at some points, I know there's that joke about people where, you know, you're like, did you just learn to swear? Because every other word coming out of your mouth is like the F-bomb, damn shit, whatever. And in this film, it kind of felt like, you know, the screenwriter, whomever, I'm like, I get the feeling of like, wow, oh my God, I'm just making, we just made $2 million. Holy shit. Oh my God you know, you might say that, you might gasp or whatever, this movie, trying to throw the F-bomb in every other sentence, every other minute, which, I, you know, I'm not some prude, I'm not someone who's like, I mean, I love The Wolf of Wall Street, and maybe it's because it felt earned, maybe it's because, and I'm not saying that, obviously, Wall Street guys swear up a storm, regular people swear up a storm, but in terms of the storytelling, it felt like, alright, I get it, we get it, you know, holy crap, that's a lot of, holy effing crap, I get it, you know, and then you've got 13 different people saying the same thing, or always saying, just randomly inserted swear words, and it was, you know, it's not enough that it was like, oh, I can't stand to watch this movie, it was just one of those, like, I don't think you needed to do that, I think you got us on your side, you know, we, the audience, are with you guys, we're with the 99%, you know, Like, I'm cool with swearing every now and then. But like, again, it doesn't have to be every sentence. But minor gripes. I think this is a total crowd pleaser. I think people are going to watch this and leave feeling empowered in the sense of like, hey, maybe we can chip away at all that big wealth. Maybe we can find some foothold and make our fortune like we're supposed to be able to. You know, the freedoms this country offers, we should have the same chance as everybody else, you know, we shouldn't have all these companies trying to screw us over and screw the companies that we're investing in over, you know, and of course, there's SEC stuff. I'll let you watch the movie and learn what happens, of course. But by and large, Dumb Money is a huge success that I could see a lot of people enjoying this. You know, I don't, I'm not gonna call it the best of the year, that's not gonna be in my best 10, but. I would definitely watch it again, and it's definitely one that I think is important for where we're at in our world today. Bridging these gaps of you know older generations didn't quite understand, they definitely will hear. You know maybe that's where that swearing might not necessarily appeal to them, but whatever. And people who are young enough to understand some of this can see the impact it has on all kinds of people's lives. You know people who are obviously older than them. And all sorts of different living conditions and seeing how this could change it. obviously it's the stock market so you're taking a gamble one way or the other but it's safe to go with the people sometimes and you know I'm like looking back it was like that would have been pretty enjoyable to be a part of it so it was really nice to kind of get this full picture of what this was for people calling this social network light that's not it. I know the book it's based on has something like the social network in it. I've seen some interesting reviews. Do not go in expecting that. This is not a drama like that. This is not as riveting as the social network, but it is highly enjoyable and just a great time at the movies. So thanks again for listening you guys. We're going to have more new films coming up. We got The Creator. Who knows about Saw 10, which also How are we at Saw 10? That's kind of crazy. Regardless, We're pushing through. We got Spy Kids. We got more streaming releases coming up, so stay tuned for those reviews. Make sure to follow Nick Tiffany Movie Reviews or NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.